This episode of EM Weekly has been archived. The ideas presented by the former host of EM Weekly may not reflect or represent the values of the Readiness Lab and the Doberman Emergency Management Group. Out of respect for the guests who contributed to this episode, it remains available online. EM Weekly starting right now, bringing emergency managers from around the world together to learn, share and collaborate. You've been taught and trained to manage chaos at a very early stage in your military or service career. Mm -hmm. Now that you understand how to manage chaos and manage it effectively through a calm approach, look at you know how emergency managers do that same thing in the community. Hi, and welcome to the Ian Weekly Show your emergency management podcast. And this is your host, Todd DeVoe speaking. Today, we are talking to Dr. Ronell Martis about veterans transitioning to emergency management after their time on active duty. As you know, I'm a former Navy corpsman, and so this topic is close to my heart. Today, I was reading a peer review article about emergency management and what jobs transition into that role the best. And you know what? It stated that former military members are the most desirable, even over fire and law enforcement. In the military, we learn command structure, teamwork, and leadership. And all those traits are what makes a good emergency manager. In fact, one of the classes I teach is made up of active duty military members, and they perform better than the average student. Before we get into the interview, you know, we're a month away from the Emergency Management Leaders Conference, and it's filling up fast. So if you don't have your tickets, go to emlc.us and get your tickets right away before they all go. So, and also when you come, stop by the Titan HST Mobile Studio, say hi, and, you know, maybe watch an interview, and who knows, maybe your question will be live on the air. Now on to the interview. Right now, welcome to uh, to Ian Weekly. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. So, right now, tell me a little bit about your, your journey into emergency management and and where you are now. So, my journey started uh, long ago. Uh, looking at the military uh, to civilian transition is pretty tough, Todd. Mm -hmm. uh, and and those that are trekking through the transition space can attest to you know the challenges faced daily. Fortunately, I witnessed uh, the transition on a various occasions at varying levels from afar, uh, which gave me a lot of insight into uh, what I needed to make a priority throughout my military career. You know, and I'll, I'll tell you what that means. Uh, uh, specifically, you know, I knew early on in my career that I must invest in myself through the pursuit of higher education uh, because, frankly, uh, my military education was not going to be enough. You know, so... In that, I began to explore, you know, uh, what I needed to do to transition, you know, into the civilian sector early on in my career. You know, it wasn't easy. Uh, and what I began to do is invest my time uh, into education. But what I needed to do is identify what I needed to do to have a focus outside of the military. I didn't have anyone to say to me, you know, emergency management perfectly uh, complements your military background. 
Uh, so it was all on me to figure out, you know, what I wanted to do. And after some review of many different curriculums out there, I found emergency management uh, to be that overarching career field that encompassed so many of the same areas of my military education and training to include leadership, uh, management of resources, budget forecasting, and allocation, uh, all of which are nonetheless critical in both military operations uh, to the functionality of the incident command system. So nonetheless, my exploration led me to explore FEMA uh, further and its training opportunities. And in doing so, I again found uh, the career field in emergency management best suited my military experience uh, in multiple areas. So following my graduate work in uh, organizational security management uh, and the re- review of various FEMA-specific independent courses, of course, mm-hmm. I pursued my doctorate degree in public safety, specializing in emergency management. So all that to say, you know, you must first realize uh, that you have to invest in yourself. Uh, and one of the best investments is the pursuit of higher education and determine what best complements uh, your military experience and pursue uh, a curriculum with aim to gain the certificates needed, a degree if possible, in that desired career field. Well, that's a great journey, really. It really is. And uh, well, first of all, I want to thank you for your service. Um, I think it's uh, it, it's great to, to have more of our, our veterans in the field of emergency management. Um, and uh, it's exciting to have you here here on the show to specifically talk about getting more veterans involved in emergency management and helping mentor those people through the process. So you started an organization specifically uh, for veterans in emergency management. And uh, first of all, I'm excited about that. And, and thank you for, for taking the time to, to start that organization. Can you tell us a little bit about that organization and what your goals are? So the veterans in, or- in emergency management group uh, specifically was initiated uh, to identify some of those veterans that were already in the field of emergency management. And what we wanted to do was specifically, you know, develop a group of mentors to support uh, our service members transition into the emergency management field. Oftentimes we aren't aware of the uh, uh, direct correlation between emergency management and the military. So if the opportunity uh, uh, is cultivated to develop a group of mentors to show um, our service members that the opportunities do exist, this group was developed to do just that, to be mentors for a lot of the veterans that were uh, on that uh, transition out. So how, how do you outreach to, to veterans? So currently, um, outreach, you know, it comes on a case-by-case basis, you know, looking at you know, some of those veterans who want to pursue a uh, opportunity in emergency management, whether it be through education or just, you know, seeking a, a career opportunity, you know, they reach out to uh, uh, to me and or in conversations, uh, begin to explain to them that, about those opportunities that exist. And that outreach, again, uh, is further, you know, through a continuous dialogue and uh mentorship to explain to them exactly, you know, what they can do to further their career and further their service to the nation uh, through emergency management. So it's on a case-by-case basis currently. It's not any direct program that says, hey, I'm going to go out and speak specifically to a lot of the veterans uh, in regards to emergency management. 
but it's just being here and letting them know uh, that we're here for them and the opportunities exist. So right now you talked a little bit about your, your education background and, and how you got involved. And I, I teach um, through a program at the community college where I'm employed. Right, right. So my background, um, you know, in, in the military for more than 20 years, you know, as I was you know, speaking earlier, you know, I looked early on to, to be able to manage my transition, you know, uh, when it came time for me to take the uniform off. So, you know, getting through the, the you know, the security management program, uh, one of the classes um, that was in that program was specifically uh, emergency management planning. And that program, or that class rather, really uh, uh, resonated with me. Um, so I wanted to continue to pursue uh, the emergency management field. So following uh, my master's degree in strategic uh, intelligence, I continued on and you know, furthered uh, my uh, education background in emergency management through the uh, PhD program, specifically uh, public safety, right. uh, specializing in emergency management. So what I was, was going to say is that I, I teach um, in our military programs. We have an emergency management program in our military programs, and, and the enrollment is, um, I wouldn't say great. You know, how do, how do we reach out to vet or to active duty military guys and veterans for that matter, but how do we reach out to active duty military guys and say, use your benefits when you're in school? Because the, the benefits in, in, in the military are, are awesome. When I was in, it was 75% of the class, and, and now, um, it's a hundred percent is being paid for when, when you're in, in the military itself. Uh, this is outside the GI bill, by the way, everybody. Um, so there's opportunity for, there's opportunity for, um, our, our military guys to get educated. How do we encourage those young men and women who are in the military right now to no matter what degree they want to go for, but how do we encourage them to do what you did? Recognize that at some point, even if they want to do 20 years, they're going to have to take the uniform off and they have to have education. How do we encourage them today to start taking college classes? Uh, the first thing I would, t- first thing I would tell you is that it needs to be explained to service member, uh, that transition management is a key factor, both, uh, in service and out of service. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. Uh, transition, every time someone gets, uh, to a new duty station, everyone, every time someone gets uh, promoted, uh, every time someone takes upon a new role, uh, in the military, they're going through transition. And so understanding that you have to manage each transition effectively to continue to progress while in service, you know, to explain that to a young service member and ensure that they understand that, hey, Everything that I do now is in transition. So if I can properly manage my transition in service, I will be able to more effectively manage my transition out of service. And essentially in doing so, you can, you're explaining to them that, hey, there are key milestones and key uh, benchmarks that you need to, to hit while you're in service to effectively transition out of service into that civilian occupation um, that you want to go into. So a lot of times that is, you know, not well understood. And some service members, you know, they join the military and think that's the end all be all. Okay, I've joined the military. So now this is it. 
you know, well, you know, unfortunately, at some point in time, as you alluded to earlier, the uniform is going to be, you know, uh, taken off. And what are you going to do after that? So to reach those young service members, we need to begin to emphasize to them that they need to understand transition management, what it is and what it means in service and out of service. So does that start with our our senior enlisted guys encouraging them or is there something that we could do better? Um, yeah, I hate to say this. I'm trying to, I'm trying to formulate the question better here. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I understand what you mean. So it begins with leadership. You know, it begins with leaders explaining to uh, the young service member that, hey, we brought you into the service for, you know, so you transform from a civilian, you know, to a, a soldier and or a Marine. Now we want to make you a leader. Now, from that leadership perspective, we want to make sure that you understand how to transition throughout your military service, which will make you more effective as a community pillar once you've made that transition out of service. So it begins with leaders explaining to the young service members what key milestones, again, what uh, key points in their career they need to gain additional educational um, certificates if not degrees, to properly move forward in their careers with aim of making a successful transition uh, out of the military and truly becoming those uh, community uh, leaders of character that we look to provide our communities after service. That makes a lot of sense for sure. So now we have guys and gals, and, and like I always tell everybody, I'm from Becky, so guys includes every single kind of being that's out there. Um, so we have these guys and gals that are getting out of the military. Um, they're uh, trying to figure out what to do, or and, and, and maybe like we said before, they should start thinking about that before they transition out. But they they didn't. How do we encourage them to go into the field of emergency management? Because I think right now everybody understands law enforcement and everybody understands fire. You know, they they get that it's you know out there and self evident. Hey, let's just take about uh, 60 seconds here and listen to our sponsors. Seconds count during an emergency. That's why at Titan HST, we're always inventing new technology to help people stay safe and help people who can provide help get connected with people who need help. At Titan HST, we've deployed mesh networking, allowing emergency communication even when networks are down, augmented reality, and real-time translation. We believe in the power of people to help each other stay safe and thrive. I know that choosing what conference to attend can be hard. There's so many of them out there, right? Well, I think that if you miss the EMLC, that's the Emergency Management Leaders Conference, you're going to uh, just kind of be a tad bummed out. This event is great because it's only two days. It's May 29th and the 30th. It's in one room. You have access to the speakers and to the special guest, and it's second to none. You know, it, it's one of those things where you get to actually engage with people, and it's small enough to where you can't really hide. So join me at the EMLC, the Emergency Management Leaders Conference, in Phoenix, Arizona, on May 29th and 30th. So for more details, go to emlc.us and register today. Hey, welcome back from listening to the sponsors really quick. Without them, we couldn't do what we're doing here. So please reach out to them. Tell them that Ian Weekly sent you. Now back to the interview. 
right now everybody understands law enforcement and everybody understands fire. You know, they they get that it's you know out there and self evident, but they don't really understand what emergency management is and the diversity that there is in that career field. How do we encourage them to take that role? Uh, providing them a, a little bit more insight, as you were saying, uh, as to what emergency managers actually do and how that actually correlates directly to their uh, initial phases in the military and throughout their career, meaning explaining to those service members that, hey, you've been taught and trained to manage chaos at a very early stage in your military or service career. Mm -hmm. Now that you understand how to manage chaos and manage it effectively through a calm approach, look at, you know, how emergency managers do that same thing in the community. So showing a direct, a direct correlation to emergency management and our military or service career would encourage a lot more to go into uh, the profession of emergency management. Because oftentimes, you know, that, that common uh, uh, statement is, you know, I, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up, you know, and it's like, well, you, you're already grown up, <laughs> you know, so we want to, you know, explain to them how emergency management directly correlates to their, you know, initial stages of the career throughout, you know, those, those final stages, you know, whether it be, you know, uh, in the contract and or retirement. So showing a direct correlation as long as short of. One of the things that I do is, is in both the schools where I'm at, um, I, I go to, the, I hang out at the veteran center and I just walk in and say hi. Sometimes I have breakfast with the guys and, and, uh, just chit chat. And I'm always asking them what their, what their goals are in, in, in life and, and having that conversation with them. And those that, that have you know, shown interest in, in the field, I encourage them to number one, you know, pursue that path. Number two, I always offer them the, the internship, if you will, or the, the work study programs, um, with me. And, uh, we've worked that out pretty, pretty good. And the cool part about it is a couple of people that have gone through the program, never thought about doing emergency management. And then when they actually sat down and, and were able to take the training that they had in the military and kind of click that into, Oh, this is what this is. And specifically we're talking, um, uh, writing plans and, one of the guys who was going through our program was actually a retired first sergeant. And, and he was like, wow, he goes, this is exactly what I did all day long, you know, when I was in the right. combat zone. And I'm like, yeah, it is, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, you're right, huh? Yeah. You know? And so he, he, he graduated from our, our, the community college. He's over at UCLA now going, you know, finishing his degree. And he really wants to get into, to EM. And, and, uh, I'm just so happy to, to be able to, uh, uh, to bring him to the process. Now he's not a young guy. Obviously, he's uh, he got out uh, about the same age as as, as I am. But uh, the thing is, is it's just being able to to transition that idea of what we do on a daily basis, like you said, in the military, especially those that are are you know even like a even like the grunts, right? You know, they understand orders, they understand smack, they understand you know the uh, a five paragraph order, right? And going through right. those, going through those process, it's the same thing as what we do is, you know, in, in, uh, the planning intelligence section of, of an EOC or in the operations section. It's, it's really right there. Um, and matter of fact, 
when I teach the classes that I do, I'll refer to some of those old World War II movies uh, where people are in the um, in the planning area, and I go, this is what it's like to be, well, not exactly, obviously, but this is similar to what it's like to be in an EOC where you're moving, you know, widgets on the board and trying to figure out where resources need to go and, and that type of stuff, and it's, it's a really, it's, it's a direct a direct mirror of, of what we do in the civilian sector compared to what we do in the military sector outside of the mission. So you would be amazed that, you know, there aren't a lot of people that grasp that concept until you actually, as you, I mean, I follow you for doing that, you know, explain that to them from a, you know, academic standpoint, you know, but a lot of um, military members don't understand that and don't explore emergency management because they don't have that insight. So, you know, and that, you know, one-on-one conversation on those case-by-case basis and sitting down and talking with the service member to say, hey, you know, you really should consider emergency management because, again, it's a direct correlation to, you know, what you've been doing throughout your military career. And just as you just explained, you know, showing them, you know, that, hey, an operations center is an operations center, even though it may be, you know, it different as it's dependent on the environment. But, you know, those fundamental pieces of, you know, getting after it and, you know, resolving a situation in or a crisis uh, remains the same, whether it be globally uh, from a military or service perspective or, you know, specifically uh, jurisdictional to a county. You know, but taking those fundamental approaches to managing chaos and, and planning accordingly are those fundamental pieces uh, that we can share with the service members so they understand that they are, you know, inherently emergency managers, that's something that says. Yeah, that's true. So what, what's, your, what's your goal with the organization? What do you want to do, um, and how, how do you want to grow? Well, the, the goal with the organization overall, Todd, is, is very simplistic in nature. It's nothing more than to uh, provide uh, a group of, of mentors for those uh, veterans that are looking to get into emergency management. You know, not looking for the group to, you know, grow exponentially, you know, throughout any time period, time phase, but, you know, or looking over the horizon, what I would like to see that are more veterans that are out there in the emergency management roles, you know, become a part of the group and, you know, specifically begin to, to reach out to the other younger members, uh, and or members period to say, Hey, you know, uh, if you are, you know, looking for a mentor, reach out to me, you know, uh, via in this means of communication. But those those senior guys that are out there that are in the civilian sector that are emergency managers, would love to see them do more uh, by connecting with the group and reaching out and explaining to those young service members uh, the opportunities that exist in the field of emergency management. You know, you'd be amazed to know that, I mean, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but just uh, anecdotally, the number of emergency managers that are in this field, you know, yourself, my, myself, um, I have a couple of uh, friends here where I, where I work with on a regular basis that are, um, that are veterans. Uh, there's a huge number of veterans in the, in the FEMA uh, uh, ranks, especially um, at the IAM, at the internet, at the uh, uh, Institute of Emergency Management. I know of a, at least in leadership, four or five of them that are up there that are veterans. You know, so it's it's a comfortable place to be. If you're a veteran and you're listening to this, emergency management, you're not going to be lost. It's a comfortable place to be. You're, you're going to get in there and go, okay, I get it quickly. 
And I, I honestly believe that as a vet, you're going to be able to really add to what we do as emergency managers and, and be able to, to provide great service to the community still. And I know that if you went into the military, you are service-minded and I, you go into the emergency management, you're still service-minded. And so I think there's a really good connection there. So that going, going on that, I know that there's a few veterans groups out there that, that really work on services, such as you got Team Rubicon, obviously, you got Mission Continues, groups like that. Have you reached out to those type of groups to say, hey, this is how you can get into the professional side of emergency management? Well, you know, I've joined a, you know, volunteer for Team Rubicon, um, but many of those other groups out there, you know, I haven't, you know, specifically, you know, sought them out to, you know, uh, become a member. Um, just wanted to, you know, identify, you know, some of those veterans organizations um, that have that understanding of what it needs to take place uh, to transition into emergency management. Team Rubicon, of course, was that, you know, team that actually, you know, is getting after it, you know, so I wanted to, to join them. But uh, um, Veterans um, Mentorship Network is another uh, veterans group I found out there that was pretty robust, uh, but not specifically focused on uh, emergency management. But it's there, and there's a, a wealth of, you know, mentors that are in that group. Um, so looking at those two groups in particular uh, were the ones that I, you know, as a veteran, looked at, you know, as a service member, looked at to provide, you know, uh, some insight as I move forward um, in the field of emergency management. If somebody would like to get a hold of you, how would they find you? Of course, LinkedIn. You know, I can be uh, easily searched on LinkedIn. Um, just connect with me there. That's the uh, best course of action. And I'll, I'll make sure I put those links down in the show notes to everybody. So if you guys are driving down the road and your pencil's not sharp, um, don't worry about that. We uh, will have those in the show notes. All right, right now, toughest question of the day. What book, books, or publication do you recommend to somebody in the field of emergency management? Uh, looking at books, um, book I would, I would, you know, speak to is uh, Lights Out. You know, Lights Out is a, a book by Ted Koppel that speaks to, you know, cyber attack uh, and, you know, how we are potentially unprepared. You know, the book examines how major cyber attacks on America's power grid is possible and, and more than likely um, how such an attack can be catastrophic. But most importantly, the book explains uh, in many instances uh, we as a nation are possibly unprepared. So that would tell me, you know, based on, you know, this book that we need more emergency managers who have a, you know, understanding of strategic uh, understanding of the uh, world of emergency. Lights out. That's a great book, by the way, everybody. I read it. I do recommend it as, as well. Okay. If you had the ability to talk to all the emergency managers at one time, what would you say to them? Reach out and become mentors. Mentor not only service members out there, but you know those young and upcoming uh, uh, civilians and who look to be, need to become emergency managers out there. So definitely uh, reach out and mentor more uh, and bring more into the field of emergency management. Well, sir, it's uh, been a pleasure having you uh, on the show today, and uh, I'd love to do this again sometime. Likewise, uh, whenever the opportunity exists, please reach out to me.